0: Have an Just, yeah. Okay. What's that? Have an Easter. Happy, happy Easter type thing, yeah. Other than that, <clears throat> um, I am, I believe, ready, yes. Good morning, and a very happy Easter to you as we celebrate. Resurrection Sunday, as I like to call it. I am Bruce Chelta, pastor here at Powell Presbyterian Church, and again, uh, we meet like this, and uh, while it might be a little disappointing on Resurrection Sunday to meet in this way, uh, I'm glad that you're able to be with me this morning as we will uh, take a look at uh, one of the passages here that talks about the resurrection. Before we do that, well, we had the guessing game with the uh, bunny, and I do uh, want to let you know that uh, we've tallied them up. And once again, the winner won by one guess. It was, uh, uh, there were 116 in there, uh, the, of the uh, what are they there the the kisses aren't they Hershey's kisses yes uh, 116 of them in there obviously I didn't put them in uh, but I was told and our winner who guessed 119 is Gene and last year he lost by one this year he wins by one in fact I think if you were to take the top uh, eight or nine guesses All of Gene's, you get five guesses, all of Gene's uh, were in the top nine or ten. He really was pretty close. And so Gene, feel free to come in and and get your prize. You have a key and maybe some of you are thinking that's why he won. Uh, And uh, I trust Gene, but you'll have to make up your own mind how legitimate that was. Uh, But Gene, come in and pick up your prize. It'll be uh, right, right where you counted the candy last time. Um, Also, I do want to uh, just let everybody know uh, uh, that uh, I'm praying for you, and I hope that uh, you will all remain safe. Uh, Things uh, still seem to be escalating a little bit in our area, and so uh, do, if you have the masks, wear your masks and and gloves, and and whatever it takes to be safe, Uh, and if you need help, uh, please let someone know. Um, and uh, with that then, we're uh, monitoring uh, the situation We know we're going to be uh, doing things this way for a, a few weeks yet and, and we'll let you know uh, when we can start doing uh, some other things And, and uh, I'm planning a few things that maybe we'll do online And I'll let you know about those uh, as we figure those things out but uh, before we look at uh, our passage this morning, uh, let's take a minute to pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we do thank you that we have this means, uh, at least, of, of, of proclaiming uh, the resurrection. Uh, this is uh, the most important event uh, in the history of mankind, Jesus Uh, dying and then rising again for our sins, uh, that we can be with you, and we thank you for that. We do pray for all of those who are um, fighting this uh, virus, and and we pray for health and and safety for all of us, for all of the medical workers uh, who are really on the front lines and and putting themselves uh, in danger. We thank you for them, and we lift them uh, to you and ask that you will give them safety and and bless their efforts and and be gracious and merciful to them as they attend to the needs of others. Uh, We we thank you for them, and we lift them to you. We thank you uh, that you have given us your word, which so clearly states uh, what Jesus did on our behalf, dying for our sins, uh, being raised again, uh, that, that we are made right uh, with you. And as we look at this wonderful story uh, today, uh, we pray that, that you will speak to our hearts and that you will uh, just keep increasing our faith and and in this time especially, uh, upholding us uh, with your mercy and your, and your grace and your joy. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, as I've mentioned, the, uh, the story of, of the resurrection is central uh, to what we believe as, as Christians. And this morning... The account we're going to look at is in Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, and I will read the first 10 verses of Matthew 28. Now, the resurrection is in all of the Gospels, and, and everything we do as Christians, if, if I can put it this way, all roads lead to the cross and the empty tomb and, or tomb and, and a risen Savior. In fact, uh, when Paul was writing to the first Corinthians in in Corinthians 15, he mentioned uh, that he wrote to them that which is of first importance. And then he said what it is that's of first importance. He said that Christ died, uh, that he was buried, that he was raised again. A little bit later on, Paul mentions, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sin. If Christ hasn't been raised, we have really no faith. Uh, but, Paul would write, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. And so we do have this great hope in Christ. And and as I mentioned, we'll look at it here in Matthew uh, chapter 28. And now the events leading up to Christ's death are, are well known uh, to Christians. Uh, he lived this perfect life. Uh, There were healings and casting out of demons and and walking on water and and, and miracles and and bringing people back to life even. And then uh, then there was Palm Sunday, which we celebrated last week. And, And shortly after that, he was betrayed by one of his own. Uh, he was arrested by the Jewish authorities um, and they, they turned him over to the Roman authorities saying, crucify him, crucify him. And, and so Pontius Pilate uh, sentenced Jesus uh, to die on, on the cross. And, and then we know what happens next, but if you were to just to pause there, uh, Christ is dead on a cross and, and, and put in this tomb and a rock is rolled in front of the tomb, and and then what? Well, we know that the story is not over, and so let's pick up on it here. Matthew chapter 28, I will read beginning at verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. The word of the Lord. Like many of you, especially if you uh, grew up uh, in in a church or or with a family that that went to church, you have these uh, memories of Easter uh, Resurrection Sunday uh, from from years gone by, and and uh, I re- remember our, as a child we would uh, we would go to to church on on Easter. We went every week, but but on Easter Sunday it was a little different because. Uh, Normally, there were two services it wasn 't a very big church physically, but, but we needed uh, two services so that we could get everybody in there and, and seated comfortably But on Easter, uh, because of of bigger crowds, uh, we needed three services, and they were all the same and, and so we had a sunrise service and and even though it was uh, the sunrise service, it was held inside there wasn 't room outside of the church to do it and and this is Wisconsin, and there's some pretty cold uh, Easter Sundays in Wisconsin. And, and so it would be inside, and in between that, that sunrise service and the next service, there would be a breakfast. And and I do recall that, that somewhere uh, about halfway through that first uh, service, uh, you would smell the breakfast it was being made in the basement, uh, just right underneath the sanctuary actually, and, and you would smell ham and bacon and eggs and pancakes and, and you really had to concentrate because you were really hungry and everyone's stomach was rumbling all around you, and, uh, but, but I remember sitting there and, and especially that first service you would come in and, and sit down and, and we would, uh, it would be silent for a little while and, and if you had been there before, you could anticipate what was coming, uh, because you were sitting there, and, and it would be silent. And then, from the balcony, it was off to our left, from, from this balcony would, would be this trumpet. And this trumpet would sound, and it would be playing the notes of, of Christ the Lord has risen today, if you know that tune, da 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 that's a little off-key, but you get the idea. It's, 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 that, it's a majestic sound, and, and quite often uh, there would be a second trumpeter, and, and he would echo the first trumpet, and so you would have this, this uh, trumpet sound with the echo, and it would turn into this duet, and then the organ would join in, and we'd all stand and sing together, uh, Christ the Lord has risen today, hallelujah, and it would be majestic and powerful sounding, and, and it's, it's not happening today. Those types of things, uh, by and large, are, are not happening uh, this morning. Uh, even here, uh, there, there are, are, are no uh, dresses of, and flowers and, and, and outlandish suits. And, and if you have ever been to Powell on a holiday, you know that we love our outlandish suits. And, and there's not that here today. And, and we had no sunrise service, and, and we normally do. And we have uh, breakfast uh, normally, but, but not this morning. Uh, after uh, I'm done here, uh, we won't be taking pictures uh, out uh, by the, the, the plant off to the side of the church that, that we normally do. Um, the, no family gatherings. Uh, and if there are, they're, they're very subdued. And, and as this week went on, I was thinking how... How can we recapture that, that grandeur of, of, of resurrection morning? Can I find someone who plays a trumpet maybe and I'll have them come in here and, and, and we'll play the trumpet and, and, and make this sound uh, uh, bold and, and majestic? Or, or the other way uh, I was thinking was or can I just recognize that, that by God's grace and, and mercy this will be the only time that we celebrate, if I can use that word, if if we celebrate uh, the resurrection this way. Normally, we have all of of the other things going on, but but this is a very unique, uh, unfortunate, but unique year. And maybe a unique opportunity to better understand the feelings of that first morning of the resurrection. Because I think sometimes in our minds, we think of that first Sunday of of the resurrection as a joyous occasion, and all the the women going to the tomb are happy, and and the disciples are all... jumping for joy, and there's trumpets echoing throughout the hills. But in reality, it was a day that started uh, with extreme sadness. Uh, There was confusion. Nobody really knew what was going on for, for quite a while. But it was combined with joy. And so let's take a look at at some of what's going on that first morning that Jesus is raised. And we see in verse 1 of our passage that it's after the Sabbath, which is uh, the, the first day of the week, and it's dawn. And, and that is to say, this is just another day for the Jewish people. Just, just another day to most, anyhow. Now, for Jesus' friends and his followers, it's... it's a sad day. Their dreams, just a couple of days before, had been crushed. Their friend and their leader had been crucified on a cross. It had been bad enough if he had been killed some other way, but, but he was crucified on a cross, which is downright despicable. The, the, the height of shame to be crucified on the cross, that's for the worst of the worst. And that's how Jesus died. And, and things had happened quickly. And so there was no time for a proper burial. And, and that involved spices and, and some other things. And they didn't have time uh, to do that uh, before the Sabbath. So the day after is when they are coming to do this, these women. That's, that's what they are doing going to do, we, we'll see that in some of the other Gospels. All the Gospels mention uh, the resurrection, and, and I'll draw on a few of the others, but, but we see in the other Gospels that they're coming to, to uh, do the proper burial. Um, they're also wondering how they're going to move the stone. They had seen it placed uh, in front of the tomb, and they're wondering how that's going to happen. Well, we find that out in verses 2 through 7. There's an earthquake and an angel and, and uh, the stone is, is rolled away in verse 2 and we see this angel sitting on it and he's glorious looking in, in verse 3 and, and in fact there's some guards that have been posted there. The, the guards are there because uh, they were afraid uh, that the disciples were going to come and steal Jesus' body because Jesus had mentioned he was going to come back again. And so they thought, well, what's going to happen is the disciples will steal his body, and then they'll pretend that he's alive again. And so they posted this guard. Well, these guards see the, the angel, and, and they're out. They, they're, they're out cold, and, and so they're out of the story now. But the angel, he makes this announcement to the, to the women, and and this is the announcement that changes everything uh, for mankind. Uh, in verses 5 and 6, he tells the women, Jesus, who was crucified, he is not here. For he has risen as he said. This is what Jesus said was going to happen. He has risen. And this changes everything. Everything in history, the single most important announcement ever made, as Paul said to the Corinthians, if this doesn't happen, we have no faith, but the angel says he's not here, he has risen. Then he says, take a look, there's where he was, and then go tell his disciples, And they depart quickly. In verse 8, notice it said, they departed quickly with fear and great joy. Two emotions there that seem to contradict each other. Fear and great joy. Was it fear that, that turned into joy later on? It doesn't seem that way. Fear and joy at once. You know, often uh, when we come on on Easter morning and, and celebrate the resurrection together, uh, we spend a lot of time on the joy, and 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 I will a uh, little bit later on talk about that joy, and there's always a sense of anticipation. You know, as, as we get together and, and you know, what, what's Gabe going to be wearing? And it's a good thing you can't see him this morning, but what Gabe, what kind of outlandish suit is Greg going to have on today? And, and who's going to be wearing what? And, and who will be here? And it, there's that anticipation and, and, and we sing together. Sometimes there's sadness uh, if someone that you normally uh, are with on holidays uh, isn't, there, uh, for whatever reason, uh, there, there can be some sadness, and many of us are feeling that today. There's people that we want to be with and, and, and can't. And, and, and fear. This year, probably more than any other year, we can understand this idea of, of fear. We can relate to this one a little bit more this year, And their fear that that they are feeling is quite understandable. Let me give you one of the backstories here leading up to Jesus' death. Uh, Jesus had raised Lazarus uh, from the dead. Lazarus was one of Jesus' friends, and and, uh, he had uh, raised him from the dead. And this really upset the authorities. The Jewish uh, leaders were really upset about this. In fact, uh, John writes about it in John chapter 12, Uh, He writes this, when the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, that's at Bethany, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. Wait a minute, a lot of people saw that Lazarus was dead, now if he's walking around, we've got to put not only Jesus to death, but we've got to kill Lazarus as well, because too many people are believing in Jesus because of him. And then, John, in John 12, the very next event is Palm Sunday. And so things were happening quickly, and, and Mary and the, and the other women with her, they had seen all this play out. They had seen Palm Sunday and all the people rejoicing in Jesus and calling him king and, and hosanna to God in the highest. And, and uh, they, they had seen Jesus die on the cross, and many had seen Jesus die on the cross, and now he's alive? Well, this is really going to irritate some people. You, know, you, you almost get this sense of, of them thinking, well, how's this going to end? They were angry before, but now what? In fact, before, it was only the Jewish leaders who were angry with what was going on with Jesus. But now Rome has gotten involved. It took Rome, the, the Roman soldiers, to put Jesus up on the cross. Now they're going to be a little embarrassed by this too. It, it's this fear of, of the unknown, and their safety is in peril. Are they going to make it through this and things had happened very quickly, and there had been twists and turns and and it's it's unpredictable and 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 this idea of well, what's going to happen next and does that sound familiar I, this year more than any we can understand this fear of of our safety, fear and and this sense of of everything 's out of control and and what 's this going to look like down the road? How is this all going to play out what 's going to come of this? We, we can understand these feelings, and that 's why Jesus in verse ten would tell them, "Do not be afraid. He could see it on them they 're scared. But also, in verse 8, not only is it this fear, but it says they have great joy. And this, too, is understandable. He's alive. Here's their friend and their teacher and this one that they've put their faith in, and and he's alive. Here he is. He's really alive. and, And as great as their joy is in that moment, as great as that joy is, the more you think about it, the greater that joy becomes. The more thought they were to put into it, then the greater uh, joy they had. In fact, we've had a lot of time to reflect on what Jesus' resurrection means a few years ago, John Piper wrote a book, and it's called 50 Reasons Jesus Came to Die. And You almost get the sense he had to stop himself at, at 50, and, and when you read, uh, they're all good. They're all joyful reasons that, that, uh, that Jesus came to die, and I'm not going to list all of the reasons here, but, but I do want to focus on one that we get from our passage here, and it's found in, in verse 10. When Jesus tells the the women, do not be afraid. And then he he, he tells them, now go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. Those are are his disciples. "Go, Go tell the disciples to go to Galilee. And there they will see me. Now he had told them that before his death. He said, no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna die, and when I come back to life, g- meet me in Galilee. And they didn't really quite understand what he was talking about at the time. They were trying to put it all together. And, and that's why they're actually told a few times to go to Galilee to make sure that they understand, oh, yeah, we were supposed to go to Galilee. But earlier, they had they had confessed, and, and Peter was probably the most vocal of them, but but all the rest of the disciples, uh, with the exception of, of Judas, who, who turned into the traitor, uh, but, but the rest of them uh, confessed that, that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Christ. And in fact, when all of the Jewish leaders and, and most of the Jewish people got upset, that Jesus would, would, they would say things like, well, he's making himself out to be God. He's calling himself equal with God. And, and they would reject him and, and, and try to uh, kill him. And, and, and in fact, that's one of the, the charge that put him on the cross. He's making himself out to be God. And even in all that, the disciples, they continued to follow him. They always believed him. Yeah, he's making himself out to be equal with God, but I follow him. I'll believe him. They recognized Jesus was God and, and they probably had a, a different concept of that right at the time, but they recognized that, but even though they knew him as the Messiah and followed him when he put himself equal to God, they still let him down really bad. On the night he was arrested especially, they, they really let him down. And yet, Jesus didn't reject them, but told them to meet him in Galilee. And when he rose again, he made sure that message got to them. Go to Galilee, and there you will see me. They will get to be with God. And this is true for all who believe in Christ. In fact, Peter would write in 1 Peter 3, verse 18, for Christ also suffered once for sins, that's dying on the cross, he suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Paul picks up on that idea in his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. We were once so far away from God, but because of what Jesus did, we are now very near. We can be with God. And there's a lot of great words you can use when you talk about uh, the resurrection and And Easter morning. Forgiveness. We we have forgiveness of our sins. And and big words like atonement and and reconciliation and and redemption and adoption. That that God, we are now children of of God. He he has adopted us. And there's there's so many good words we can use. and, And in the end, here's what they all do. They bring us to God. But you must believe in Christ. Jesus told his disciples the night he was arrested, he said, I'm going to go prepare a place, and I'm going to come back then and and get you so that you can be with me. But you must believe in me. He was very clear about that. We can be with God because of what Christ has done. And I want us to to consider just one other thing on this particular Resurrection Sunday. And and it's this. I'm going to just pull out three three events here. In, In John 20... Uh, John writes of of Mary, Mary Magdalene, and she's back at at the tomb, and and things have been going on, and and she's at the tomb, and basically uh, she breaks down. She's weeping. She she can't handle it anymore. It's all wrong. It's confusing, and and it's scary, and, and, and she's just weeping, and it looks like she's by herself, and yet Jesus... Comes to her to comfort her. In, in Luke uh, chapter 24, there's a couple of disciples later on in the day and, and they're walking to Emmaus and Luke writes that they, they looked sad. They were sad. And they're talking and they're trying to figure out what, what has happened and what's going to happen. And, and as those two walked, Jesus came to them. Also in John 20, uh, in, the, in the evening of that, that first day of the resurrection, the disciples were, if I can use this word, they were isolated. They were sitting just themselves, and, and the doors were locked. It said, the doors were locked for fear of the Jews. They had that same thought, too what, what's going to happen next? They were angry before. This, this is really, really going to make them angry. So the doors were locked as they sat in isolation and, and Jesus came to them. My point with these three examples is that a lot of us find ourselves in one of those positions today. You, you may be all alone. You might even be weeping. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. I should be able to celebrate in a different way Maybe there's just a couple of you, two or three, and, and, and you're sad, like the disciples were sad, trying to figure things out. What, what is going to happen? Maybe there's a small group of you, and, and there is that fear. What, what, what if one of us has the virus? What happens next? What's going to become of this? In all of those places, Jesus is there. And you may be thinking, well, this, this isn't right. It's, it's, it's all wrong. And I'll agree with you. You're right. This isn't the way that, that we're meant to, to celebrate the resurrection, really. We are to gather and to meet and, and to, to have this great joy together. However, one thing we, we cannot do is we cannot say that this pandemic has ruined Resurrection Sunday. If we say the pandemic has ruined the resurrection, that is to forget what the day is really about. It is a celebration of what Christ has done. Now, we can say that the pandemic has ruined some traditions and some that we really like. We can say it has led to to feelings of fear and sadness and confusion and that's all legitimate. And those three examples I gave, Jesus never condemned uh, his disciples or those women for having those feelings but rather he he consoled them in that. They're all legitimate feelings and, and we can feel those but we can't miss the great joy parts of verse 8 if we miss the great joy part then we haven't thought this through completely or haven't thought it through correctly and in this time of of isolation we have to make sure that we also focus on on the presence of god and once again, it's these two ideas that seem to be almost contradictory. Isolation and the presence of God. But Jesus tells his disciples that he's with us now. He, he told his disciples that night uh, before uh, he died, he said, I, I'm going to be ascended into heaven and, and I am sending the Holy Spirit and I will be with you Always after he arose uh, from the dead and and gave the Great Commission, that was part of it too. I am with you always. He is with us, with the Holy Spirit, right now. And and even as great as that is, the more we think about it, then we also know that that we will see God in a a tangible way. Way because of Christ's death and, and resurrection in Revelation 22, this is the last book of the Bible. Uh, Jesus, or it, it says that, that uh, all the, the believers, there's the new heavens and the new earth, and, and they, and I'm quoting from Revelation 22, they, those are the believers, will see his face. We will see him there. At that time, All the saints in Christ will be together again and we will see him there. We will be with God because of what Christ has done. The psalmist in Psalm 16 writes, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We have the Holy Spirit who is with us right now. That day will come when we will see his face, be in his presence, where there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore, as the psalmist says. And it's because of what Christ has done, dying on the cross and rising again. And whatever emotions we have in, in the way that, that things are going in our world today, Christ is with us. And no matter what the fears and confusion may be, there is this great joy we have because of Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, how can we ever thank you for the greatest of all gifts, your own dear Son, our Redeemer and Savior, with his self-emptying, incomprehensible infinity of love that goes beyond our imaginations and even beyond our greatest hopes? He was born that we might be like him. And when we cannot rise to him, he draws near to us on wings of grace to raise us up to himself. When we were undone with no will to return to him and and no intellect or righteousness to save ourselves, he came. God incarnate, to save us to the uppermost, to shed satisfying blood on our behalf, to work out a perfect righteousness for us. Oh God, let us hear good tidings of great joy, our eyes uplifted to a reconciled Father, to look upon our Redeemer's face and in Him be delivered from sin. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, let us embrace him with an undying faith, exalting that he is ours and we are his, and we will see his face. In Christ, we have been given so much that there can be nothing greater. Help us take great joy in that. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, I do thank you for joining me uh, this morning. I hope you have a great Easter, and, and wherever you are at this morning, that, uh, that you will take time and think about this great joy that we have in Christ. And I do want to leave you with these words. It's from the book of Jude Good. Hope I didn't go too long there. Okay, good.
1: There were 14 people logged into the video, some of them are families. Yeah, good.
0: All right, good. It's like you have all the regulars, but you just can't yeah, exactly. they there's, there's somewhere out there, yes. They're looking at you, you just can't see them. I, I know. <laughs> I'm a little surprised Erica wasn't here. I don't know where... Oh, really? Oh, okay. I need to show you my hat. I Oh, I got to see the hat. He was born in Long Beach. Yeah, that is, that is a real 80s thing we got going there. I told Mom, I said, when
1: I put it is... on and walk out of my room, I feel like I'm about to say, oh, snap.
0: Yeah, I almost went with shorts, but then it was a little cool, so then I'll... Might have been a little delayed, yeah, I
1: don't know.
0: Oh, there we go, That's awesome actually, I love it. Where'd you find that?
1: And, um, no, actually, um, at a place in Bullen Springs that a friend of mine runs. Really? A little tiny
0: clothing shop. And that is awesome.
1: and The kids are all into the, you know,
0: 80s. Yes. So
1: Yes. <laughs> we have the American flag, and it's a gray shirt, and then the the pants that go with it are blue pants that yeah, are like this, yeah. but they have flamingos all over it. <laughs> that
0: is awesome. This yeah, that's... is one of the most comfortable hats I have. Yeah, it's... You know, it's funny, because I remember, uh you know, in the, well, this would be the late 70s. Uh, when the 50s thing kind of came yes. back. I'm thinking, oh, that was so long ago. Oh, no. But now when I think, yeah, the 80s, that's even longer ago. Oh, no. than
1: that. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. It's the funniest.
0: It's hard for like, the 80s being that long ago. It, it is. <laughs> What's that? No. What'd you say, Gabe? They don't. They didn't
1: understand where I was getting like the all the 80s stuff from, and why I was loving it so much. And then this week we I made them start watching Stranger Things.
0: Oh, okay. Now, oh, okay. I've never. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now they get it. You see, I don't,
0: I've never seen that, but I've heard. It's yeah. So good. Is it? Okay. You
1: know, most of it, except for a few parts, are filmed in Atlanta. Right?
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Did the girls watch that, or did they, or? How do yeah, I know? It's done,
1: right? There's a... I think okay. we just... Well, he's watched all of it. We've watched <laughs> season one and so forth. So we're so not very far into it. They just released... Two not a months ago, they just released the yeah. teaser trailer of season four. Oh, okay. Um, That'll be coming out soon. Okay. But, like, it's weird. Like, you can... See, because I got on the 80s train <laughs> yeah. a few years ago. Well, in the
0: Okay, yes. first like season
1: longer, like, longer, when the third season crazy. Right. Because Okay. The was First season out. ends I'm at Christmas of 84.
0: Oh, okay. So you're going I'm into
1: 85. Like, I'm pretty sure. Yes. I think that works better because you can like put it where it's right. Yeah. And then you can where it's right. Yeah. And then you can put where they right. Yeah. And then you can put it where it's
0: right. Yeah. Well, when it says 85, it's. Because Bush. That's the secret. Yeah. You That's awesome. That is awesome.
1: They'll show her pictures and she's supposed to like, see these people and read their minds and see what they're saying. Okay. They do it to to blow it Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a. Yeah, you
0: yeah, well, it's funny because. I was a kid, you know, in the 80s, kind of growing up, um, but thinking, it didn't really have a style, it was like, this is just how people are, you know, but now when you look back, you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> there was, we had our own thing going on, I just...